we have uh, yet another, um, I think, hero. A guy, a guy uh, being heroic is just now standing up and saying what is true. Uh, and we are seeing more and more people do that, and more and more people are starting to win in lawsuits and everything else. Times are changing, and they're changing quickly. Um, we have the former director of data science at the uh, Tom, uh, Thomson uh, Reuters labs. Um, he was fired by Thomson Reuters because he came out and said, hey, you know, there's some things going on with the company and uh, on Black Lives Matter. And I just want you to know I, I'm a numbers guy. And this is all based on a lie. Uh, and uh, he was fired. <laughs> he's He's fighting back now. He's pursuing legal remedies over his firing, and I wish him all the best. He's going to be on with us here in just a second. Stand by. Last night was the primary, and some results are in. Uh, McCormick and uh, Oz, Mamet Oz, are virtually tied still in uh, Pennsylvania in that Senate race. Looks like uh, Kathy Bernard is going to come in a somewhat distant third. Yeah, and she did well, but she's not going to win. And the reason why, in one of the districts, the the most uh, contested district, uh, they had uh, problems with the ballots. You know, just some, huh. just some problems. Interesting. Uh, Good heavens. Also, Brian Smith lost in Idaho to the incumbent Mike Simpson, which sucks. Oh, that totally sucks. Guy, guy wants to remove four dams uh, from oh. the Snake River. Uh, yeah. And Madison Cough, Cawthorn in North Carolina. Apparently, his naked grinding on another man in bed video uh, was a little much for people yeah. to Can to I tell take. you something? I actually believe him. Do you? I actually believe him. I want to. Now that he's out, <laughs> he's out. I want you on. I want you to name names. I would like to know. That would be fun. Uh, not, really, could, not really. Not really. I mean, let's get it out. <laughs> yeah, let's get it out there. Uh, so th- those are the uh, quick results here. More on that in just a second. Stand by. We're going to share a story of a, another hero, and all you have to do to be a hero now is just stand up and tell the truth, because. Uh, most people aren't willing to do that today. I'm going to share um, somebody with you here in just a second. First, let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins books. Last hour, uh, I was talking about um, schools and what's happening in our schools. It is a nightmare what is happening. you got to get your kids out of schools. Well, I can't teach them. 
You know, I wish I would have known about the Tuttle Twins when my kids were young enough. The Tuttle Twins books are fantastic. Are you familiar with these, Pat? Did I'm you? not. They are so good. Um, this is the Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business book. And uh, it's basically a business book. But because it's for kids, they, you know, they want to start a theater. They want to start their own theater and do, you know, plays and everything else. So this actually teaches kids how the capitalist system works. Uh, and it's really entertaining. It's good. Right. You would think that it would be a bore fest, but it's not. It's really good. Your kids are going to know more than anybody. Any, most adults on how to start a business. I want you to get this book for free. All you do is pay for shipping. Just go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. It's the cost of shipping for their uh, for their book, Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. These are must-have books in every home. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. So how would you feel if you wrote this? I believe the Black Lives Matter movement arose out of a passionate desire to protect black people from racism and move our whole society towards healing from a legacy of centuries of brutal oppression. Unfortunately, over the past few years, I have grown more and more concerned about the damage that the movement is doing to many low-income black communities. I have avidly followed the research on the movement and its impacts, which have led me to the conclusion that the claim at the heart of the movement that police are more readily shooting black people is false and likely responsible for thousands of black people being murdered in the most disadvantaged communities in our country. Over the last few years, I've seen the support for BLM grow within our own company. Now, this is an internal thing. A search of the uh, hub shows dozens of messages and posts, uh, posts in support of BLM, including an entire series of official uh, Thomson Reuters events supporting BLM and organized in cooperation with BLM organizers. A similar search of Reuters News shows extensive positive and uncritical news coverage of the BLM movement. Unfortunately, in both our internal discussion and external coverage, there seems to be a near absolute failure to examine the scholarly research coming out of the most respected institutions in our country. Okay, so you write that. It's very reasonable. It's not bomb throwing. And you're fired for it. Now, I want to I want to introduce you to uh, somebody who was fired for he wrote this. His name is Zach Kriegman. He is the former director of data science at the Thomson Reuters labs. I want to make a couple of things really, really clear here. He was in the applied research division, which is the uh, business information services company. Um, and he was, I believe, working on things uh, like um, machine learning, etc. But he's a numbers guy. He has nothing to do with the Reuters news agency. That's another division. So he he didn't have an editorial position or any anything like it. He just posted this on the company website uh and because he was talking internally look these things are wrong he was fired he is on with us now zach hi how are you hi glenn thanks for having me on you bet um and i have watched your story now for a while in amazement because this was not a bomb throwing uh article why did you write it 
Yeah, I really wrote it because, I, like exactly what you just uh, described from my article, I was concerned about uh, one how radically our our reporting was diverging from the actual facts and the new, uh, uh, you know, and as as being sort of uncovered in academia and these top research institutions, and two how that was contributing to this wave of violent crime, including the murders of thousands of black people. Um, and I just didn't feel ethically that I could continue working at the company when we were sort of spreading these falsehoods that were having such a devastating impact on so many people. So, um, I mean, you're in, you're in research, uh, data research, I imagine is part of what you do. Yeah. So did anyone, I know if somebody in my company, uh, who I knew was good with data, <clears throat> was coming uh, published something at uh, you know blaze internal and they said you know w- what glenn is talking about he has the numbers wrong uh first of all i would you know be like why didn't you just come to me but if they couldn't get to me or whatever i would at least reach out to them and go okay can you take me through this what numbers are you seeing what is we certainly wouldn't fire you um, I mean, right. unless you had a deep agenda, you know, and and um, and your numbers were wrong. Did anyone come to you at all in the organization and say, walk me through this? Uh, no one. No one said any of that. Um, and, it's, and it's just amazing. Like, like you said, this is a news company, one of the biggest news companies in the entire world. Uh, so you'd expect that they would be interested in actually sort of having a at least an internal discussion to make sure that they were reporting uh, truth instead of falsehood. Well, yeah, no one came and said, Let, you know, walk me through it. In fact, there was no substantive criticism of my article whatsoever or my post whatsoever. So the the other thing is, is not you're just you're a news organization. Again, you didn't work for the news organization. Did the news organization see your post? I'm sorry, what was the question? Did the news organization see your post? Could they have seen your post? I I assume they have. Um, But, I I mean, I posted it to... So the Hub is the company-wide internal sort of platform for collaboration and having these wide-ranging discussions, including work issues, and other social issues like this. There's a lot of Black Lives Matter stuff posted on that. The newsroom uh, and, and Reuters, you know, uses the hub as well. And they would post things all the time. Um, and, you know, I ha- and I worked with the newsroom on a number of projects. Um, and uh, so, you know, it, I, the, this, the, my post was available to the entire company to sort of spark this discussion. So when did you know you were in trouble? Yeah. Um, well, as soon as I, as soon as I posted this, basically it made me the target of this barrage of uh, intensely hateful personal attacks, but also like highly racialized attacks. So uh, you know, I was told that I had, as a white person, I had no place criticizing the Black Lives Matter movement. Ironically, by almost all white people who were saying this. Uh, they said that they were embarrassed and ashamed of me for doing so. They told me that my summary of the academic literature was white splaining, <laughs> as if only white people are interested in facts and statistics. Uh, sort of a shockingly racist thing to say. 
they, you know, they called me a troll and confused and laughable that I wasn't even worth attempting to have an intelligent conversation with. They even compared me to a sympathizer for the Ku Klux Klan. Um, so, you know, I knew things were bad at that point, but, um, you know, and, and I think it just goes to show how emboldened um, these Black Lives Matter supporters were that they felt, you know, totally free to go on the attack like that. And it really sort of highlights how sort of how sort of uh, pervasive this sort of racial ideology had become within the company itself. So then I assume a boss came to you. Yeah. So my immediate supervisor uh, pulled me aside and said, look, I'm, I was really surprised that you you know, you, you, you posted something like that for discussion. <laughs> um, be, you know, and I think it will, I think it could really harm your progression in the company. I think it will, har- you know, make it harder for you to work to pe- people. And it's going to make it harder for you to sort of like continue, you know, growing as a leader within the company. So- um, and then once HR, you know, once I posted and HR, saw the kind of racialized bullying that was directed at me. Um, they ended up censoring the whole article, censoring any kind of criticism at all of the Black Lives Matter and just shutting the conversation down entirely. Um, and then they actually called me to tell me that if I complained about this sort of racialized bullying uh, on any company communication channels, that they would fire me. And then that's exactly what they did. Did you complain on any other company channels? Oh, yeah. So after they told me that, I left that part out. After they told me that, I was like, holy smokes. So not only are we reporting these falsehoods that are getting thousands of black people murdered, um, or at least contributing to that, um, but now we're, we're not even allowed to talk about the facts uh, uh, behind uh, po- about police bias within internally to the organization, that means it's going to be impossible for us to ever correct the falsehoods because the first step you have to be able to have a conversation to realize. Right. So I was like, well, you know, HR told me that they would fire me, but surely, you know, senior leadership, if I make them aware of this and, you know, who knows what they're, you know, this is a large company. They, they're not necessarily aware of all these, you know, personnel issues and conversations going on, but if I make them aware of this, surely they'll, Right, or at least at least there's a chance that they would. Right. right? So I sent an email out to senior leadership and to my colleagues, uh, basically describing what had happened, describing the racialized bullying, describing how it had shut down um, a conversation about the facts of police violence and how our reporting was inconsistent with the facts. And then that's when they fired me. Zach, in the midst of all this, did you ever suggest to anybody that they go to the BLM website and actually read what what Black Lives Matter uh, organization was all about? Uh, th- <laughs> it was it was all there for anybody to to read. You know the yeah. anti traditional Western family, the Marxism, the support for everybody but uh, the black community. Um, did you did you ever suggest yeah. maybe look at what they're about? <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing because I, I'm pretty sure that that um, much of the company has been to the Black Lives Matter website. I mean, you mm. can see support for Black Lives Matter expressed from 
top executives all the way down the chain um, extensively on the hub, hundreds of posts celebrating Black Lives Matter. Um, and, and I did link to the, their actual website uh, because they make some really outrageous claims about how police are basically hitting down and exterminating uh, black people, yeah. almost like some kind of right. um, genocide or yeah. something. Yeah, genocide. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, Zach, oh. hang on, ju- hang on just a second because I've got a couple of more qu- questions for you, including, I <laughs> no mean, problem. this you while you worked, uh, you know, as a director of data science and not for the news division, this company runs a news uh, company, and you know, Reuters has been a semi-trusted name uh, for a long time. And who do you trust now? We'll come back in just a second. First, deep spring cleaning can do wonders for your home. But when you really want to take things to the next level and really spruce up the house and not break the budget, Blinds.com. Blinds.com has both the expertise and the vast selection necessary to help you find the perfect window treatments for your home. By the time they're done with you, it's going to look like your entire house uh, had an extreme makeover. They have both indoor and outdoor products, so your deck and patio can look as amazing as the interior of your house. And they'll make the whole process easier than ever. Just getting access to uh, expert design consultants for free. And the installation, one low cost, no matter how many things you order. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 40% site-wide. It's Blinds.com, 40% off site-wide right now. Rules and restrictions may apply. Blinds.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So did this did this shake you on Reuters? I would assume that you were working with the news department and you felt, you know, at times uh, when you were working with them, they're reasonable people, et cetera. Did this shake your belief that you can trust news? Yeah, well, I think my evolution goes back a little further. Um, so, I mean, I, I grew up in a extremely blue household, uh, an extremely blue city, an extremely blue state. Boston, Massachusetts, right? So, you know, I was I uh, deep within the blue bubble lived most of my life, and over the last sort of I don't know five to ten years, I've been sort of uh, and deprogramming myself. And at this point, my views are all over the map. Sure. Um, and that's I think part of what allowed me to even be following the research and be curious about this issue to begin with is that I wasn't so locked within that kind of blue media bubble anymore. Um, the, it's actually sort of a funny story. One of the things that got me sort of going on that when, when Donald Trump was elected, I kept reading in all my news sources about how he was bringing this white supremacist anti-Semite into the white house, uh, Steve Bannon. And I was like, you know, as a, as a liberal, I, you know, I didn't know very much about him, but I, I read that, you know, he was the evidence that he was anti-Semite was because he runs this anti-Semitic website called Breitbart. So I was like, what is this Breitbart? I've never seen it as a liberal. I've never bothered to like load it up in my web browser, but I started reading about it. And what I discovered is, you know, the website was conceived by two Jews on a trip to Israel, <laughs> run by those Jews, you know, staffed by Jewish, uh, you know, managers well, and reporters and editors. 
That's right? what and they so want you to believe. Were... <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach, um, you have filed a complaint with the Massachusetts uh, Commission Against Discrimination uh, related yeah. to EEOC, and you have to do this to file a lawsuit. Um, do you expect anything to happen with a government agency? Um, I don't know exactly what to expect. I mean, the their conduct was so um, blatantly Ill- the letter of the law. Um, I was complaining about a racially hostile work environment. Um, I literally being bullied on a racial basis about how I wasn't allowed to talk about things and how they were ashamed because I was talking about them because of the wrong race and call me, calling me a Ku Klux Klan member purely because of my race because I was talking about, you know, how, how we were our reporting was hurting black people. Um, so anyways, the, the, basically they, they, you know, they, they're, so that's highly illegal, right? You're not allowed to um, fire people when they complain about a racially hostile work environment. <laughs> right. That said, there really aren't that many cases um, that sort of flesh out the legal landscape in this regard. And it's possible that judges will say, well, you know, it doesn't, you know, those protections don't apply to, Oh, really? Really interesting. Um, uh, well, sort of a, a little bit of a unexplored area of law, according to my lawyer. So, um, or, a, you know, a still, a, still an area in flux. So it will be curious to see what the courts say. So, Zach, the, you could bring it to the Supreme Court. Um, the, um, uh, the, the work situation for you, are you having a hard time? Did you have a hard time finding another job after this? Well, I'm still, I'm taking some time off. I'm actually in the process of writing a book, um, sort of discussing how, you know, as a culture, we've abandoned our commitment to free speech in the marketplace of ideas um, and how we've lost track of what it means to have like an honest dialogue and an honest debate about policy issues. And also about how Americans can find um, accurate information in in an environment which, where their media sources are so deeply compromised. So I think, you know, as coming from within Thomson Reuters and seeing, uh, seeing how a, a giant media company works on the inside and how it was taken over by this new racial ideology, um, gives me a sort of a unique vantage point for. Well, uh, when when you have that ready, I'd love to have you back on again. Uh, you're well thought out, and uh, I love the fact that you're somebody who just you're ending up where you are because you uh just did your own homework and it changed your life it changed your point of view that's an that's a sign of an honest and brave person zach thank you so much zach kriegman is his name former director of data science at thompson reuter labs the glenn back program are you ready for the other shoe to drop uh i am but are you I've been warning for a long time now there will soon be massive food shortages hitting grocery stores all over the world. I don't know how bad it's going to get here in America in the next 12 months. But if we don't change our energy policies, it's going to get very bad, very bad. All right. Food doesn't grow without fertilizer. We're having a hard time with fertilizer here in America. But other places, it's 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 impossible to grow the the crops. 
Africans are going to starve to death in the next 12 to 18 months. India now is no longer shipping food overseas. Everybody's starting to say, keep it here, keep it here, keep it here. Uh, I want you to go to Prepare with Glenn. You'll be able to save $150 on a three-month emergency food kit. It's from My Patriot Supply. They're tremendous. Everybody in your family should have this. Go to preparewithglenn.com. While these kits uh, uh, last, and they do ship fast now, so please go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. And don't forget, tonight at 9 p.m., the Glenn Beck special, Biden's Crime Family. The left-wing media has been working overtime this week to paint all Republicans as subscribers to replacement theory. Now, honestly... I don't know if I ever heard of replacement. Isn't there a Christian kind of fringy theological replacement theory where it's like, yeah, Jews aren't Jews anymore. We're the Jews. We're the we're the chosen people. And it's like, no, yeah. no, I'm, I'm sorry. No. Um, however, um, I don't think I've ever heard it um, as a as a plot to take over America by breeding, unless you're talking about, you know, Margaret Sanger, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's before I did my homework. (laughs) My gosh, white people and especially Republican white people, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. First of all, you're in trouble because, you know, there are going to be people of other colors that eventually rule the world. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like them? Apples panic, right? You're being replaced. So no serious conservative that I know, no conservative that I know believes in replacement theory. Um, You know, we're generally not sitting around in the dark smoke filled uh, star chamber talking about how to solve replacement theory. Maybe it's just me. I'm attending all the wrong star chamber meetings, Um, but I'm pretty sure. I, uh, I haven't missed any. Um, I think most conservative leaning Americans may have never even heard of replacement theory until the media. Now, this shows you the media is this shows you that the intellectuals of our country, um, they're way ahead. They have an answer for everything immediately. Have you noticed that this time it was replacement theory? And, And we keep standing around going, wait, what what is What's non-binary meet what? Okay. They introduce all kinds of new ideas and everything. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, the Republicans, they've been talking about replacement theory for you. And you're like, I don't even. Okay. Well, then I did my homework. And I am about to blow the lid off of the Republicans. Um, <clears throat> in our political and cultural debates. The background of replacement theory, and I'm not making excuses for it, but the background is more complicated than, you know, the media is making. Racist Republicans are spreading replacement theory. It creates racist mass shooters. So it does exist. And I, again, I'm not making excuses for it, but it's more complex than that. 
one of the most prominent spreaders of replacement theory panic was a U.S. senator. Um, in 1947, he wrote a book, Separation or Mongrelization, Take Your Choice. Now, I don't know if you've read that one yet. Um, I, I'm not. I've missed that one. Yeah, I'm not up Shoot. on my mongrelization <laughs> uh, books, but I'll look for it. Okay. Um, his name, probably never heard of it. His name is Theodore G. Bilbo. Uh, he was a senator. He spent two terms as a governor. He was a political icon at the time. Oh, Republicans. There was a statue of this. Do- I mean, I would be careful. Uh, there was a statue of this guy. So how do we not know of this guy? He was indeed paranoid. Uh, he was paranoid because the growing population of black Americans posed a serious threat to the white civilization. And if I may quote, because they're classy, classy quotes from this guy. Great civilization of the ages have been produced by the Caucasian race. End quote. <laughs> Um, black people moved in and destroyed our societies like ancient Egypt, creating a mongrel race. Thus, the mm. title of the book. I think mm-hmm. that's the that's the classic that everybody was singing back in the 40s. <laughs> um, the mongrel not only lacks the ability to create civilization, but he cannot maintain a culture that he finds around him. Uh, he uh, also uh, said, quote, I'm convinced beyond every reasonable doubt that our race is in jeopardy. And at the present rate of interbreeding uh, and intermarriage between N-words and the whites in nine generations, which is only 300 years, there will be no whites left in 300 years. Panic, everybody. He also said, I'd rather see my race and my civilization blotted out with the atomic bomb then see it slowly but surely destroyed in the maelstrom uh, of interbreeding, intermarriage, and mongrelization. Okay, he was a good guy. Um, when he was he, when wow. he was running to keep his seat in 1946, hmm. uh, he said, "By any means, keep the N words away from the polls. And if you don't know what that means, you're just plain dumb." End quote. Now, as I said, there is a statue of this guy in a U.S. Capitol. Okay, not uh, I mean, a state capital, not the U.S. Capitol, a state capital. It's sitting in the capital where he served as governor. It's in the capital of Mississippi. And the the uh, statue of him now sits in a storage closet, I believe, in the basement of the Capitol, way in the back of the closet. And that's why Republicans don't know anything about replacement theory, because it has been hidden. Nobody wants to remember this guy. Nobody wants to remember his membership in the Klan, his horrible mm. racist rants and theories, his horrible books. I can't speak on the mongrelization one. I haven't read that one. <laughs> Sounds snappy. Um, you already, already, people, they don't want to know this because they already have to explain away Margaret Sanger or Woodrow Wilson and all of the other racist progressives who built that party into what it is today, the modern Democratic Party. I, I, you probably already knew, uh, but I forgot to tell you that Theodore Bilbo was a Democrat 
as a senator and a Mm. Democrat as a governor. And I can't blame them. I mean, and I can't blame you for not knowing it because progressives have this history of tearing down statues of people they want to erase. And I can see mm-hmm. why they tore this man's statue down. They, they should erase him. Except, you know what? I was thinking about this when I was when I was looking at uh, Senator Bilbo's record uh, last night. I thought to myself, you know, I happen to believe that you never learn from history if you erase history. You know? Like we would have known what uh, the you know, what the real fear of uh, of replacement theory really was about. And that's mongrelization. (laughs) Had we seen that statue and said, who the hell is that guy? So I know it's in a closet. It probably hasn't been seen in years, but I uh, on, on good authority, I do have that. They still have it in the basement of the Capitol. And I would like to. Ask the governor of Mississippi. In fact, I I think I'm going to try to call him today or tomorrow. I'm going to ask him if they still have that, if they will donate that to our American Journey Museum. I'll put it right next to the Human Betterment uh, Foundation from California um, with the letter from the Nazis saying, hey, with what you guys taught us about eugenics, You have certainly stirred into action a country of 60 million people that can't wait to put your ideas into practice. I'll put it right next to those guys. Oh, and the Woodrow Wilson stuff where he was resegregating the military. Um, Yeah, I'll just we'll just do that. So if the state of Mississippi and I'm dead serious, I will bring the truck and the movers If the state of Mississippi would like to go in the basement with a flashlight and find that statue of Senator Theodore Theodore Bilbo, I will make sure that people see and understand the evils of replacement theory. And they will also know exactly which party has been the driver of replacement theory. As a free service, free service, Mississippi, Hmm. I'm dead serious. Take me up on it. Back in a minute. You know, we recently found the uh, Biden administration uh, is taking veterans affairs resources to help illegal aliens at the southern border. They are taking money from our VA hospitals and transferring that money down to our southern border. My grandfather would say, that makes me hopping mad. I use a different language uh, now than my grandfather when I'm off the air, uh, when I hear things like this. Um, Can you please join in support of our veterans and our first responders, the cops that get shot and leave families behind? There is a great, great charity. It is called Tunnel Two Towers. Tunnel, the number two, towers, Tunnel Two Towers, t2t.org that i would like you to go check out yourself make sure you agree with everything i think they are one of the best charities out there when it comes to supporting our veterans they are fantastic um if there's a veteran or there's somebody who doesn't come home if there is a family that he leaves or she leaves behind 
they cover the mortgage so they take the family out of you know collapse uh also catastrophically injured they help build mortgage-free smart homes to help them live as normally as possible and they now just started operation home base which tunnel to towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans these people are actually doing something not just talking about it if you would like to help, donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's $11 a month at T2T.org. Tunnel to Towers. Do it now. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day? Miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. Tonight, a closer look at the growing evidence against the Biden crime family. And that is exactly what this is. Um, you know, our, our government is turning turning into the mob. Um, you know, they'll break your legs. You don't agree with them and don't go their way. They will put you out of business. They're going to make you offers that you can't refuse. <clears throat> well, it makes sense that we're running our government like a mob now uh, because this is a crime family. That is now in charge. <clears throat> we all know that Hunter Biden is a is a seriously, deeply ill degenerate, uh, deeply ill. Um, I mean, if you've ever touched the laptop, you should get a tetanus shot at least. Um, and the salacious stuff on the laptop is sad and pathetic. But uh, there's more than just the stuff about Hunter and the Biden family. The, what's most relevant is the stuff about Joe Biden as vice president and what he did and the money he was taking, the things that he did after he knew the laptop was found, he still went in and was meeting and arranging things um, for Hunter so Hunter could bring in the cash for the family. These things happen in Ukraine. That should that should take your breath away that millions of dollars were routed from Russia and Ukraine right into the vice president's son's bank account. Um, and that money is provably used by Joe Biden. There's two set of rules, one for regular citizens and one for the ruling elites. But our nation does not recover if we don't care about the corruption at the highest level. If we don't correct this, if people don't actually go and and go to jail, we don't recover. Tonight, nine o'clock, the Biden crime family, why Hunter's secrets are really all about Joe Tonight on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Make sure if you haven't joined us yet, please become a member. We sure would appreciate and we really need your help. Um, you know, I was just talking to one of the talent in the hallway the other day and I said, we are the Alamo. We will be the last one standing. That is what we are preparing to do and be. So please join us at uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn tonight, 9 p.m. 
By the way, uh, speaking of uh, crime and crime families, the Clintons, uh, that crime family has gotten away with things over and over and over again. Just look at the death list. <laughs> okay, thank it's you for bringing longer that Longer all yeah. the time. All right, thank you. Um, an FBI supervisory special agent testified yesterday in the Sussman trial that it took him and another agent less than a day to ascertain the data and white papers on two thumb drives Sussman gave to the FBI did not support the Trump Alpha Bank secret connection allegation. One day, hmm. he said, we finished it in the afternoon, by the afternoon. That is remarkable that that even got out. That the press had been, uh, they kicked that around for a long time. Well, um, they are trying to make the case uh, against Sussman for lying to the FBI because he said, look, I'm not working for any client. I'm not working for anybody. I'm just trying to be a good citizen. We found this stuff and uh, you should look at it. Well, he was working for Hillary Clinton's campaign and um, it was bogus. It was all bogus. Now, Trump is suing Sussman and Clinton, among other Democrats, for malicious allegations that his 2016 campaign colluded with Russia. We know that is false, and we know where that came from now. He's suing him for $24 million in damages. Um, He deserves every dime of that for what his family was put through and the way he was treated. Uh, I think he deserves much more than that myself, but, you know, whatever. Um, However... This is not about Donald Trump. This isn't about Hillary Clinton. This is about us. Are we going to accept crimes like these? That was, I personally think that's treason. You, excuse the pun, trumped up and made up things to try to get the president to be removed from office. That's treasonous. This is the Glenn Beck Program.